We're going live in five, four, three, two, one. Steven, roll the camera. Capture my good side. Hey, everyone. I just oh, yelled thanks. into the phone. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Jenny. It's Travis. I um fucking what's it called of course i'm like i'm not gonna swear this episode and third we're 30 seconds in i've already said the f word um but i was like anchor screwed us over on our listenership the last couple episodes so i need to do some like promotion this week but hey guys we're back we're doing it again <laughs> it's so, so funny because i'm like when you listen to a podcast, you're like demanding, like, why don't they produce like ten episodes a week? And it's like, ah, oh, man, like I can see why they only do one episode a week. It's a lot of work. You gotta like write all the notes and research and get everyone together. It's like, I okay, know. Yeah, I see. I see why. Well, the no. Okay, you guys, if you want to hear the episode, skip like five minutes ahead. But we're gonna shoot the shit like a little bit. <laughs> um. Yeah, like when I watch the episode, I probably start and stop it every five seconds. Because there's no way I'll remember. So I write down every little thing. You guys, I have six pages of notes today. Jeez. But listen, <laughs> I like it? acting it out. I love like telling the story. Spe- Gotta tell the story. Speaking of which, thoughts, opinions, concerns. You guys, this is Vikings Valhalla season two, episode three, Pieces of the Gods. I love this episode. I think this one's actually really good. It yeah. almost feels like uh, almost like kind of like an Ocean's Eleven style episode. I, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of mixing things up a little bit. And I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like a fun, exciting, like, right. setup, you know? I was like, I wrote this down. I don't know if you'd say this, but there's like no cold open. And I was wondering, I was like, I don't know. Cold open kind of sets the stage for the show. But I wonder if they just couldn't get anything good. But I was like, no, no, this one's actually <laughs> a really interesting episode. Yeah. Wow. Well, and it's funny you say, like, the pieces falling into place, the Ocean's Eleven thing, because I've tried to keep really quiet about this season, and I will continue to do so, because I don't want to ruin it, but it's, like, it's, there's a lot going on, even though it seems like not, you know? Yeah. I mean, there is is a lot, like, like, even more than you think is going on. This is the last episode I've seen up to, like, I haven't seen anything past (gasps) this, so I was kind of just like, I actually don't know what's (gasps) gonna happen, like. Damn, you're in it's for like it. A, I know, I'm excited. I know, I'm like, this is the way to do it. It's way better to be blind. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, okay, so I felt bad that you covered kind of a snoring episode. Do you want to cover the next one? Sure. All right, yeah, cool. Let's do it. All right, well, should we just get to it? Let's do it. All right, you guys, season two. Okay, actually, really quick. <laughs> So I Googled Vikings Valhalla, the show, which I really rarely do because it's just like pulling a a ball of yarn. You know what I mean? It's just like so much is happening. But there are other review shows on YouTube. I didn't watch them, but I'm like, oh, my God, other people are coming for our crown. <laughs> They're definitely not as good as us. I know, right? <laughs> All right, you guys, let's jump right in. So, OK, I want to regroup a little bit. 
So, oh my God, okay. I keep squeaking this chair. I noticed that in the last episode, I was so mad at myself, so I'm not gonna squeak the chair. Okay, so Harold, let's, let's regroup. So Harold and Lev are in Novgorod, Russia. Harold is attempting to raise an army against his brother Olaf. And remember, these two brothers are fighting for the crown of Norway. Um, Olaf is still in Kattegat with Ke Queen Elfifu, Elfufu, Elfifi, and he is now mentored to Queen Elfifu's son, who's also Canute's son, who we haven't seen in a little bit, um, Sven. And Sven was recently crowned the king of Norway. And Freydis is in Jomsburg, which is like the new Uppsala, quote unquote, to the pagans, where all the refugee pagans are coming because we all know like Christianity is taking over. And Freydis has assumed the role of Gruda. Yeah, like high priest or like something. Like a priestess, whatever. right. Mm -hmm. Like, I will say <laughs> there's a lot of G words in this episode and it was really hard for me to keep track. So bear with me. I already know, like, like, listen to names. I'm like three characters and new names, and I'm like, oh, nope, I'm not going to even care and try. Right. It, it, it just gets too confusing. So, anyway. So, I wrote, Leif wakes up from an opium hangover. LOL. Oof, my goof. Because you guys, last episode, we all know, he was, he took opium, and he was uh, hallucinating Liv, and almost died, right? So, Leif wakes up from his hangover, um, and he, and coughing Miriam is in the background. <laughs> I just had to write, I just, all I had to write was like cough shadow. I'm like, I, that's the best term I've ever heard. I don't even think I came up with that. I think that's from Horror Virgin. But so. it's so funny because it's just, just a hundred percent true. So you guys, Miriam's in the background and life is like coming too, right? And I was like, I wonder what an opium hangover feels like. And it said, I Googled it, right? It's like constipation, ugh, mental fog, nausea, drowsiness. So life is hurting right now. So Miriam is like, oh, like your clothes are over there by the fire. Like you could have died last night. And I wrote, whoa, naked life. I know, and she's like, not like trying to look, but she's like, ooh, like, look at that. Look at that ass. I know. I wrote, oh, I wrote, so of course Miriam sneaks a peek because you guys, he's like fully naked. Like, we get a full butt shot, which is kind of funny. I was, I was really, really taken aback, but there is very infrequent nudity on this show. So Miriam's giving him a hard time, right? She's like, next time you want to kill yourself, use this to attract lightning. And she has like, like a piece of metal or something like that and he's like i wasn't i wasn't trying to kill myself like I, I i can't really explain what was going on and she's like okay and he's like maybe you know i i was just like in a opium daze right so he's kind of looking around and he sees a book for the first time and miriam has this collection of books <laughs> she's obviously like incredibly intelligent and we learned she was in born in a city called aleppo in the south which i guess is in yeah. syria yeah okay well can i say this i thought it was so funny because leaf is like what is this like what the hell is this thing i'm like imagine like never have seen like a book before and it's funny because he's like holding the book in a correct way because i'm like uh, you know it's probably pretty hard to like would she be like picking a book up from the cover and like dangling it and be like, what the hell is this thing? Oh, like he has no concept 
of what a book is. Like, it's so interesting. I know. He's never <laughs> seen a book before, you guys. And he's, what, like, 20-something? Like... Which is like, yeah. oh, that's upside down, yeah. and I'm like, okay, like, I mean, obviously, the real actor knows what it is, but like, it's so interesting to think about. It. Yeah, <laughs> how do you act like that? I'd be like ripping the pages out, like, what the? Heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Miriam is from the Middle East, I think. Syria is west of Iraq, uh, so if you can kind of picture that, but um. She, you know, she was in a town, it was full of knowledge, and it's been her dream to travel to the various cities that are full of wealth, right? Like, including including Constantinople. And then she coughs. LOL. <laughs> I couldn't believe this scene, Patrick. So, she's coughing, right? And Lif is like, uh, you're unwell. And we all know, like, Lif, to be fair, doesn't have a way with words. Like, he's a very blunt person, but she's like, oh, you know, like, it's just a cold. And Lif is like, in Greenland, that cough has a name, Gastromink. And it, and wait, what did he say? Oh, he's like, it means to be squeezed by a ghost. And so I Googled it because I was like, what the fuck? So... The best definition I could find is like, it's called the, like that word translates to gas hug or iron grip. <laughs> and it's basically like being afflicted by an evil spirit of the dead. Um, so the best thing I could find was like Miriam probably has Chagas disease, which I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Have you? Chagas? Yeah. <laughs> no. Chagas? No. So I was wondering, I was like, is it a flu or is it like cold? Like, what the hell? Is this I don't know. Like, according to the Internet, like I just like did a two second search. So don't quote me on this. But like Chagas disease, it's like either an acute infection or a chronic infection and left untreated. The infection is lifelong. It's a parasitic infection that results in severe inflammation of the heart muscle, the brain, the lining of the brain. Um, it affects the esophagus and the colon. So that that got me right in the gut. I was like, I really like my colon. God. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah, it's and literally it translates to be squeezed by a ghost. And I was like, Liv, why are you telling her that? That's so rude. But anyway, it's her wish to go to Constantinople. You know, there's good doctors there. It's very knowledgeable. Um, and, you know, but obviously they're stuck in fucking Novgorod, right? So she's like, well, okay, we're stuck here, but at least we have the skies and I have my books. And then yeah. life, like, thanks her for saving him. And, like, last episode, like, Harold, Harold wants to go to Constantinople, but he's kind of just, like, he's really pissed off at Harold at this time, right? Like, he's yes. Just like, Screw you. Like, you're kind of a terrible friend. And he told him his dream was, like, worthless. Or I was like, oh, oh. I hate when bros have to fight. I know. Leaf and him have such a bromance. It's like, can they just make up and get together again? I know. I know. I need them to be a dynamic duo. Okay. So Leaf leaves, right? And he's kind of walking around town. And he's holding on to that cross from season one. And he sets off. And that's the end of that. So... We're back with Freitas, and she's in, like, her Gruja garb. I don't know if I'm saying that word. Gruja garb. And she's way more pregnant. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> and she's singing and mixing herbs, like, doing some sort of ritual. And I called her the lady leader because I forgot her name. 
But the lady leader walks in and she's like, oh, like the boats are ready for you to give your blessing. And I wrote, oh, here we go. So <laughs> the lady leader won't enter any further than like the front door area. And Freitas is like, you know, you never really like fully come in. And okay, her name's Gruda. I wrote it right here. So Gruda's like, well, only those who speak with the gods can only come in this temple. Like it must remain pure. And Freitas is like, what? Like pure, like no one can own the gods. Like in Uppsala, you know, everyone's invited. And Gruda goes, this is not Uppsala. T. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, this is very confusing. It, it, She's like... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I took a shot. <clears throat> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So now we're in the Yomsburg refugee camp. We get like a little glimpse of it. We haven't seen it yet. So remember... Yomsburg is hidden. You can't you can't see this place from the coast. It's blocked by like a really rocky bay. And there's like the harbor where Freydis lives. Like there's like the temples and stuff, right? And the leaders are there. The leader. And then there's this huge ass gate with like spikes on it. And it's like, it's not like a gate you just open. It's like a, takes like two or three people to open it. And behind that gate is where the refugee camp is. So we we take a look at these people right and um they're working and they're dirty and was this oil they were like i think so okay yeah because i was like, like is that what they're much eating much... but i know i thought it was gruel but i was like no i think they're making like petrol bombs or yeah yeah cannon fodder exactly you guys they're basically like an assembly line like they're making like whatever canon stuff. Um, but I was at first, I thought the same thing too, Pat. I was like, is that like sludge they're eating? <laughs> and then I don't know why I wrote this, but I was like, did they have cannons in this time? I have no idea. Well, they did, probably not because they didn't have like guns or anything, right? No, I don't think so. I literally wrote, when were guns made? <laughs> So, they had catapults, but yeah, I was just it's like, so funny. Did you notice like they're like the actors are pretending to carry these like oil things, and they're just they're like acting like they're really heavy, but they look like they're paper mache and they weigh like two pounds. Like they lay, lay them down and they're just rolling all around. Oh, it's so funny. My God, that's my favorite like acting trope is when they have to pretend something's really heavy, but it's like made of paper. It's like one of my favorite things to watch on TV. <laughs> So, you guys, they're making weapons, right? And I wrote, I don't think they're getting, like, 15-minute breaks, you know what I mean? I think this is, like, a, like, indentured servant situation. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, because it, like, clearly, I guess what this woman's saying is Uppsala, but definitely something is, like, very off about this town. It's like, oh, we're the new Uppsala and we're refugees can come here. But, like, these people are, like, forced into labor in, like, the forest, and it's, like, not a good situation. They're all dirty and, like, yeah. covered and like yeah they're they're segregated like they're treated as like trash basically so you know what what happens next right <laughs> viking horn baby okay so we're in the harbor of um Jormsburg, and like the ships are being loaded with ammunition and there is harriker barf 
I really can't, st I don't like this guy at all. He's a punk to me. I don't like it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I love how Herricker, so, so Freitas approaches, right? Like she's going to give her blessing and she's obviously pregnant. And he's like, are you pregnant? <laughs> This is so rude, like, what he does next. Please, take it from here. Because I wrote I mean, the like, same thing. I know. Like, so, like, he's in the harbor, and, like, the whole town is around for some reason. And he stands up, and he's like, everybody, I just want you to know that Freitas is pregnant. And, like, just totally puts her on blast. And, like, it's so funny because, like, the whole t everyone in that town is, like, people across the harbor, and everyone are like, yeah, <laughs> like, cheering, going nuts. I'm like... Imagine everyone actually caring about this. They'd be like, Whoa! yeah, they were acting like it was like a Harry Styles, con like a Taylor Swift concert, like, Whoa! Whoa! and I kind of caught this, like, Herricker was like, you know, this is a gift from the gods, he will be a leader, like, he was making the baby very much like a them, like, their celebration, where as opposed to like, Freitas was celebrating, so I didn't like that. Yeah, well, it seems like they're really trying to, like, indoctrinate Freitas in there, like, make her feel really good, like, the whole last episode. Like, yeah. The woman, what is it, like, the, the ignore the man behind the curtain or whatever, all the <sighs> sketch stuff going on. The man in front of the curtain, baby. Okay. So, Viking horn, da -da -da. so Herriker announces, Herriker is like, we're heading out, but Gudrid and Yorinder will take care of you and any, like, trouble that's going to happen. And Freitas is like, trouble? It's <laughs> like, okay. So. <laughs> Did you notice the guy? There's a guy in the background. He's got, it's almost like he's got, like, a rat on his head, like a skinned. <laughs> Did you notice? Yes. It's, it's like, it's got, like, the arms, like, dangling in front of his face, and it's so disgusting. I'm just like, oh, my God. I think there's two guys, <laughs> even. Like, they're, and I think that they wear those things in battle. Like, I don't think it's something you just, like, put on. I could be wrong, but I noticed that, too, Pat. I was like, okay. <laughs> so... so we both we go back to Novgorod and Harold's like looking for a ship, right, for his stupid journey to Constantinople. And he meets a man and I wrote, Oh, I hate this asshole. And so there's this this man with this boat and he's like, Oh, like I have a boat and I have cargo that I need to get to Constantinople, but there's the Peshenex camps on both sides of the river. So you guys remember like the trading route from Novgorod to Constantinople? <laughs> is is like is super dangerous right now like no one has traded in months because like the Peshenek camps have like taken over the river they're skinning people alive like it's a bad situation but Harold needs to go right so Harold's like I'll pay double like it'll be fine lol like we'll go together I'm a viking we're good and this guy's name is Guster and he's disgusting he's just like a disgusting rat man and his cargo is slaves um and so they both like harold decides like okay like we'll go together we'll use your boat and we'll go to constantinople together okay so we're back in Jormsburg, and freydis is training with the men and there's this like girl refugees harefna copying them like she's like mimicking their moves kind of on the sideline and, you know, Freitas is, like, kicking ass. Um, she's, like, six, seven feet tall. 
<laughs> but she's just like dominating these guys, right? Like they're just kind of like sparring, like practicing. So Freyde sees this girl, Harefna, like kind of mimicking their movements. And she's like, hey, you, like, come over here. And Freyde is like, I want to train with you. But Yorinder, little brat, is like, <clears throat> that's not allowed. Only we're allowed to train and perform. Like, there's a whole ritual to this if you want to be a warrior. And you have to, like, go to this fucking boneyard of our ancestors and then... You got you got to prove your worth. Yeah, these guys think they're so cool. Like they have these like it's like a finger bone like around their necklace, and they're all pulling it out. And they're like, "We are so cool! Like we're the descendants of like these people." And it, this girl is not a descendant of the Vikings or whatever. And they're like, "Right, what the fuck? Like we're all like." Can you all chill out? Yeah. And I'm like... Not that cool. <laughs> yeah, like, wouldn't you even want more soldiers? Like, I'm so confused. But they were basically like, you're you're trash, right? Like, you can't, you can't train with us. Like, literally. So, and I wrote, this is the Freydis I know. Because Freydis is pissed. She's like, it should be open for everyone to, like, train. And um, Gudrid is like, well, that girl has no ancestors here, like you were saying. And Freydis is like, neither do I. But you let me train. And I wrote, got her. <laughs> and it's like, this is, yeah, it's like, this is not going to go over well. Like, people are really pissed. Like, everyone's just looking at her like, what right. are you thinking? They look at her like she, like, peed on someone's grave, basically. Like, she's like, we're all Vikings, we can all train, and that's that. Like, so the girl in her spar, and I wrote, God, can you imagine being pregnant and sparring? <laughs> like, girl. I forget when they have this, I forget, it might be later, but there's a scene that I love where Freitas is just kind of, like, laying in bed, like, rubbing her pregnant belly. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty comfortable. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'd be doing that. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like thinking about the snacks you get to eat when you're pregnant. I'm like, yeah, you don't need to be up there fighting. No. Girl, <laughs> you could chill for a little bit. And I was thinking about this. I don't know if we talked about this, but I was like, you know, they're on the boat, right? Like when they come over to Jormsburg. I'm like, can you imagine me having morning sickness on a boat? Ugh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. Okay. So we're back in, we're back in Novgorod. Wait, did I finish that scene? Okay, yeah. So cut back to Novgorod and Leif is... Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. This is in the land of that scene. They're like, okay, like, this is really, like, I'm like, this girl is so getting murdered later or something. Like, the mom takes her away. It's like, oh, my God. Like, you just put my daughter on blast. Like, right. way to go, Freitas. I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, mm, you're putting, uh, like, I don't know. I'd back off. But... So we cut back to Novgorod, and Leif has met up with Harold. Harold's kind of like on the boat, right? He's already commissioned the boat, and Leif's like, this boat is a piece of shit, lol. And I wrote, these two are being petty, but I for like, they're kind of bickering a bit, like, oh, like, you're with, like, why are you here? Like, I thought you thought, like, I couldn't be the king or whatever, you know, they're, they, and then I wrote, like, I forgot Leif told him his dreams were hopeless, lol. Um... But Leif is like, look, I, like, I don't, I, I, actually, he's like, I still think your dream is hopeless, but I'm going with you. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're friends slash brothers at the end of the day. Like, so Harold's like, okay, here's the plan. Like, I have these furs, right? I'm going to sell the furs to raise up an army. And so we'll get there with this boat and we'll use the boat as a sled, which took me out. 
um, until the ice melts. And then the boat will be super high, like, so we'll avoid the Peshnecks because we'll be too high to even need to port. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I wrote this later, but it's still just, I hate this, like, idea of, like, the Peshnegs, and it's like, what are, like, I don't know, we, I guess they're just, like, people like russians apparently but it's like what the hell are these people like it's just like this invisible enemy that we've never heard of or like met before and like everyone's like oh my god the peshnegs the peshnegs it's like what yeah is going on and you know what's so funny is like i don't know if you googled it but like from novgorod to constantinople is through five countries you guys like it's not from here to fucking San Francisco, you know, like this, there's no way, even if they wanted to, they could have the manpower to like kill all these people. It doesn't really make any sense, but, or maybe they're just guarding a certain area. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, Harold is like, we'll, we'll avoid the Peshnecks. It'll be fine. So Leif is like, okay, like I'll be the captain of your stupid fucking boat. But like, what about the crew? And Harold's like, I have a plan. Okay, so we cut to the fighters we met in the previous episode, the fighter and the fighting pimp, uh, which Patrick <laughs> coined that term. And Harold kind of ambushes them a bit. And he's like, I have a job for the both of you. I need men who can fight. And they're like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're like, okay, like, where are we going? And so he's like, we're going to Constantinople. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, what about the Peshnegs? Again, like, it never ends. We never stop talking about the Peshnegs. Like, we know, like, nobody knows what they are. Like, whenever it's impossible to find out. Impossible to find out. Uh, we're probably never going to see them. But, you know, it's this, like, invisible force on us all. So they're like, no, 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 no. Like, are you, you must be insane. Like, we got to wait, like, we got away from them once that'll that's not gonna happen again and harold's like well i don't give a fuck and they're like okay we'll join you lol <laughs> this, is, this is like our ocean is 11 just like all right you son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> like i'm in baby <laughs> i don't have a plan but nevertheless <laughs> so our two new characters are Kaysan and batu and i actually really like them we'll get to know them a lot uh, a lot more later on so Finally, I think Batu is like, okay, like, do you have a guide? And then, wait, who says they know of an expert? I think it was like the... Batu? The, the fighter, yeah. Oh, I think Harold goes, like, do you have a guide or something? I don't know. But, okay, they need a guide, guys. And they, they one of them, Batu, knows, knows who the man's going to be. So, we cut to a prison... And I wrote, I love the men fighting and laughing in one song. <laughs> I, I love the I love the scene so much because like yeah, these guys are like yeah, like you know they're all cheering and like I didn't even really know there's a fight going on, but like the prison's just like really rowdy. Yeah, I love this. I love this person who just yells, "You prison filth!" And I'm like, this is this guy's moment. Like he's been like, <laughs> this is like <laughs> he really sold it to me. It's like, he sold you guys it. are all prison trash. Like okay. <sighs> Wow. Like, Be- best moment of his life. Congratulations. I need to know that guy's acting. Cre- Hopefully he's in the credits. <laughs> Probably number one on the credits. 
So we're kind of like, I just was like, oh my God, it kind of looks fun. Like the men kind of laughing in one, but anyway, we go over to a cell and they're, they, they come upon a man named Curia. They ha they don't see him yet. He's like sitting in the shadows a bit and they're like, Hey, <laughs> you Harold's like, okay, we need a guide to go to Constantinople. And then the Curia, his name's Curia. He's like, why would you want to go? Um, and he's like, oh, I need to raise an army or some shit. And, um, what Curia's like, okay, like I've been there a thousand times, you know, like I've been up and down this river, like the back of my hand, baby. So like I said earlier, I Googled this and then this took me longer than five seconds to find an answer. So 21 days by foot is like how long it would take with no sleep. You're just walking the whole time. So probably like triple that for a boat. Well, yeah, I don't even know how you, cause just, do you have to go all the way around Europe and like Africa to get to the Middle East? Like, I don't know, like. I think it's, oh. I really didn't look too much into it, but like from what I saw, it's like Russia. Oh, this is Mediterranean, so you could go from, I don't know. <laughs> It's a long way, you guys. Like, this isn't just a trip of the fucking Mississippi, you know what I mean? So, I think you can go through, like, Russia, Bulgaria, Ukraine, um, yeah. Turkey, you know? Like, this is gonna suck. So, <laughs> so, Curia is, like... So I'll be, I'll be trading a prison sentence for death, basically. Like, we're going to die. And he's like, how do, you, how do you expect to avoid the passion eggs? And again, like, Harold is like, I'll use the high water to avoid their portages. And Curia is like, okay, you, you can't avoid them. And Harold is like, Harold, uh, Curia's like, you can't avoid them. And Harold's like, why do you say that? And Curia is like, because I am one. <gasps> What? <laughs> so you guys, Kyria like turns into the light and we see that he's blind. He has like a bandana around his eyes. And okay, so we have a blind guide, you guys, to go down this goddamn river. So Harold is like, okay, like what? Like you're blind, man. And Kyria's like, I, I have a mental picture. I go there every day in my mind. Um um and then why did i write this i wrote curia just go i know what that cell smells like <laughs> literally because he's kind of like beating around the bush a bit like he doesn't really want to go so harold is like okay come on like i need a guide come with me what will it take for you to join me and curia says i want a coat lol i was like why did he's he want a coat was he cold i guess <laughs> I kind of fell flat. I didn't understand what was happening. Okay, let me pause. Yeah. We're going live in five, four, three, two, one. Roll that goddamn camera. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. So Curia's going with them, guys. And now where are we? We're in London, baby. Okay. I always miss London. I'm like. When we go back, I'm like, oh, I kind of missed it. <laughs> I know. We need more. I wrote, okay, so we're in London. So I wrote, 
We open on the scariest thing I've ever seen in a long time, probably on this whole show. The engagement ring that Godwin is giving his baby. <laughs> it was the most hideous ring I've ever seen, you guys. I'll leave it, it at that. Like somebody, it looked like somebody took like, those marbles that people play with and like just stuck them on a ring or something. Yeah. Like glass marble. It was terrible. It was hideous. I was, I was like disturbed and offended by what I saw. And... Okay, so we learn Godwin's now fiance. Her name's Alflyn, and she's very pretty. She's very cute, and she's like, "Is this for me?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's for my betrothed." And I wrote, "Aw," and she goes, "Oh, is is it a family design?" Because <laughs> she's like, "This ring is fucking hideous," and she's like, "Is this from Sussex?" And he's like, well, no, like everything associated with Su Sussex was stripped from my family due to my father's deeds. So remember, Godwin's father betrayed the king. So he, everything was stripped away from them. And he's like, this ring symbolizes a new beginning and not my past. And I was like, aw. So cut back to Freitas. She's in her room and... This is like what you said earlier. She's in her room. She's singing to her baby. Um, and then suddenly we hear yelling outside. And a woman is calling for Freitas. So Freitas like runs out, of course. So it's the mom from earlier. The mom of that little, well, she's not a little girl, but like a teenager. Her name's Refna. The one that was like play fighting with um, Freitas. So the mom is like, Freydis has like gone to the boneyard to stake her claim as a warrior. Like I have, she's been gone for hours, like blah, blah, blah. And Freydis is pissed. You guys, she's pissed. And Yorinder's there and she goes, what the fuck did you do? And he's like, I simply told her the way. You were the one that encouraged her. And she's like, you sneaky little rat. Tell me the way to the boneyard. I was like, yes, Freydis. I thought she was going to go to the bone zone with this guy, but now she's going to the bone yard, baby. We're going in the bone yard, baby. So, again, I'm like, this is the Fridays I know. Because she goes, were you even a believer in the old gods or simply a believer in Herriker? <gasps> I wrote, hell yeah. So, you guys, the veil is pulling back a bit, right? On this, like, Jormsburg. So, Freitas is off to seek Herefna and save her. Like, figure out what's going on. Okay, so we cut back to London, and the assassin from the previous episode before is being hung as a warning to other assassins in, like, this little square or courtyard. I'm like, what is that? So weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, like, and, like, everyone's, like, acting like it's normal, too. Like, they're just, like, stringing up this body, and everyone's just like, oh, do-do-do, continuing to shop. I know. It's sick. Like, is this normal? Does this happen, like, every day? Jeez. It was, like, I was thinking about that, too. I was like, God, this was so, like, normal. Like, it was just, like, a dead body. Like, ugh, fuck you guys. So, the, the assassin from before is being hung. Um, and we got, we got people trying to kill Queen Emma. Remember that. Speaking of Emma who I feel like we have not seen in so long. I missed her. Emma approaches Godwin and she's like, what else have you learned from your arrowhouse informants? 
And basically Godwin's like, we really haven't made progress, but be patient because money talks, right? Like he's, he's bribing people. He, he's, he's going to figure things out, figure what's going on. So we cut to, we cut to Alfwyn and Canute's daughter, Geetha, and they're strolling through the courtyard. They're like arm in arm. And I went, oh shit, because I remember what happened. Um, so remember, these two women are Emma's handmaidens, but they're also very close friends. Like, they're, they have a connection. So, <clears throat> Queen Emma's on the balcony, and she's looking over the courtyard. And the two handmaidens are walking in the courtyard towards Emma, and they walk by the assassin. And Alfwyn sees the assassin and collapses the ground. And she says, no, no, and like, she's obviously like, very, very upset. So keep that in mind. We'll circle back. So Leaf is with Miriam again, and um, he has an astrolabe. Is that what it's called? Astrolabe. Ast- yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's like you know, it's just it's kind of like a mechanical dial that can let you like track the stars. Like I saw one, and yeah, they're cool. That's pretty cool. I think like the Arabs like invented it, kind of in a. I guess around this time, wow. they're very good at like tracking the start. So you can use it like when you're on like a boat and figure out where you are. It's like, how the fuck did anyone figure that out? That's wild. So it's basically like a calculator, right? Like you can always know where you are. Like you gauge the stars. It's like a dial, like Patrick was saying. So obviously Leaf has never used one and he doesn't know how to read. He doesn't know how to write. He doesn't know math. And Miriam knows all this stuff and Leif wants to learn. And, um, she's like, he's like, oh my God, can you teach me? And she's like, ah, oh, it would take years. And he's like, well, it's three to four months to Constantinople. And I found a way to get you there. And Miriam is like very touched by this. And I wrote, it's kind of funny because when I first watched this season, I was like, these two have more of like a friend vibe for me, but now I'm seeing something like romantic there. It's very sweet. Well, I'm like, I was like, I wonder if Le- I, I was wondering this when Leaf was on his like opium trip or experience if he was like running around naked like Miriam like because oh. I was like how did he get into her bed like he must have oh. just been like must have been like oh baby I love you like you know just like a black zonked out. out of his mind. <laughs> that or that some other just came to my head. It's so funny. So funny. Oh my god. So. So Miriam's in baby like she's coming to Constantinople. Okay. So cut to the boat and Curious like feeling the boat and Kaysan is is smart. He's like Harold, he's literally a peshenek. Like he knows where to stop so that we all die. Like this could be just a complete like setup. And I was like, "Oh, that's actually a really good point." Um but Curious like I know where not to stop. And Kaysan is like Look, like the Peshenikes did this to me, and he he points to like a scar on his face. And curious, like, look, I'm sure like what you're pointing to is bad. I can't see it, but they did this to me. And so he like undoes his like bandaged eyes, and his eyes are gouged out. Like the the Peshenikes did that to him, and he's like, I'm not your enemy. Like, listen, I I don't like them as much as you. Like, we're good. And I'm like, I trust him. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I wrote, oh my fucking God, I forgot about this guy. Um, so you guys, 
I forget his name, but the, the noble wealthy man approaches with his servant and they're carrying a chest. Remember, like this man, do you remember his name? I think it's like Vister. Uh, like Voldemort, 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 something Voldemort. like that. So this is Voldemort origin story. <laughs> so remember this this wealthy man, Victor, I don't know his name, is, is like, uh, he has something to deliver to Constantinople. It's like so, a silver chest, like it's totally like ornate, it has like super shiny. Right, like obviously like something very valuable is like in this chest and Harold is pissed. He's like, you said nothing about bringing a servant. Um, tell him to F off. And I was like, what? And then he's like, Victor is like, do I need to remind you who paid for this journey? And I was like, ah, that's actually a good point, LOL. <laughs> okay, so the, the freaking creep, I forget his name, the slaver, he's like, that's a mighty fine box. <laughs> I literally wrote this down. I said, this slaver is a creep. And he kind of looks like the guy from, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's, like, Johnny Depp's, like, first mate. Oh, my God. He does look like him. Yeah, but just, like, a loser version, like, creep. Creepy. Creepy creep. Like, you don't want to be within a foot of this guy. Oh, no, no, no. This guy definitely, like, eats people or something. Yeah. (laughs) He's just, like, ugh. And then... The victor's like, because the, the servant is holding the box and the victor's like, don't ever fucking talk to my servant again. I was like, okay, that's kind of iconic. So Leaf comes up with Miriam and Harold is so rude. And he's like, seriously, this is why you're coming? I don't need a frail woman and their belongings. I was like, that is such a rude thing to say. And Leif is like, I think that's exactly what we need. Boom. And also, Miriam's really smart. Like, use that to your advantage, stupid. God. Yeah, I mean, she's got the, like, the, ast- I mean, like, the astrolabe. Like, you could use that to figure out where you are. Idiot. you got a pretty damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I forget the uncle's name. I just wrote uncle. And so, I wrote, um, okay. So, uncle approaches. And he's like, hey, what's up, Harold? What are you doing? And Harold is like, I took your advice, uncle. I mean, I'm reinventing myself and I'm going to be a rich, powerful man with an army and become king. Like one, two, three. Just, I was like, what? (laughs) What do you, what plan is this? So weird. And I wrote, the uncle's like, um, okay, cool. Um, and the uncle's like, so what do you want me to tell, tell Olaf when he comes for you? And Harold says, tell Olaf he should sleep with an axe by his bed. It's like, okay. <laughs> so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> so the uncle is funny. He took the words right out of the mouth, uh, right out of my mouth because he's like, okay, like kind of to himself, like Harold's walked away at this point. He's like, a prince, a slaver, a blind Peshnik, a woman scholar, two con men, a noble on a boat, on a sled. And I wrote, welcome to season two, baby. <laughs> It's the, the it's the funniest line. He goes, no, he says you, at the end. He says, "What could go wrong?" And ah. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" It's like just like the most absurd thing you could ever put together. It's <laughs> so funny. It's like it's like a fucking lampoon. I think, yeah, you can almost see this in like a what is it, like a Rob Schneider like movie trailer. It's like, oh, okay, a woman on a boat. He's a scholar. Can you believe it? What? <laughs> a 
blind man, a woman, two con men on a boat, on a sled. Picture it, a blind navigator. What could go wrong? And this is a crazy, wacky adventure. It's like, so, so off the rails. It's the most like hilarious thing. Oh my God. I wrote, and we're off. Okay. So... Just to recap, like Uncle just said, we have Harold Leif, Miriam Quezon, Buta, the noble, his servant, the slaver, and his four slaves, who we haven't met yet. I was like, oh my god. Um, I, mean, I, I love this because they like because they're like the whole town is like cheering me again. Everyone's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> they're cheering him off, and I'm like, two seconds in, I'm like, oh my god, I'm bored already. Can you imagine like the four month journey of like riding on this boat? Like they get like. 10 minutes outside of the city i'm like okay what are we gonna do it's freezing out like we're they're all bundling up in coats oh my god and this isn't like a big boat you guys like just kind of a little viking boat i don't know how to you know like no one has personal space they're all pooping off the side of the boat <laughs> it's like oof, god yeah this so is brutal so this is a frozen wasteland, remember? So the the boat is on a sled and it's being uh, pulled by horses. I'm like, what? So the I wrote the slaver guy is a total creep, piece of shit, and he's like eyeing the noble and the chest, like you know, he's just he's just like ugh, gross. So we cut back to London. And I wrote, Emma is such a brat that she needs help in the bath. And if I were a handmaiden, I would be so pissed. I wrote that. <laughs> and I wrote... I think they say, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I think you're about to say this, but they're just like, she's noticing that the one girl is acting off and she's like, what? Like, you're not happy, like, being my servant? And it's like, yeah, okay, this is the most exciting job on the planet. And you're yeah. slave. Wiping your butt for you, basically. <laughs> And, like, uh, Geetha is such a liar. She's like, we're so happy to be of service to you, my queen. And Emma's like, Geetha, would you go prepare my clothes for me? Alfwyn looks tired. And so Alfwyn is like, I'm so sorry, my queen. I'm just, like, kind of distracted today. And Emma's like, your eyes are red. Are you unwell? And remember, you guys, Emma's just being annoying because she saw Alfwyn have, like, a reaction to her uh, to the the guy that was hung up and Elfwyn's like no I'm I feel fine and then Emma's like oh have you been crying it's like you're such a fake friend and then Elfwyn's like no like I'm so happy you you've been so good to me and Emma's like I really care about you like I've noticed a change in you like is there something worrying you like Anything you'd want to share. I was like, oh my god, you're so fake, Emma. I don't like that. And again, Elfwyn's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I promise we're good. Like, I'm just, I'm having a weird day. So, cut to a little bit later, and Elfwyn and Godwin, like, run into each other in the hall. And she's, like, being kind of weird with him. Like, don't really touch him. I don't, okay. So, she's being weird with him, but they make out and walk off. <laughs> So, you know, Alfwyn's, like, off, basically. Okay, we cut back to... She's off. She, the girl is off. Like, something's going on. So, we cut back to Freyda. She's on, like, the journey to the boneyard, and she's looking for Herefia, and she finds Herefia. 
Herefia's got a little paper cut, basically, and she's like, oh, I'm hurt. Uh, but Herefna managed to get the little finger bone, and so she's like a warrior, and then there's like a boar moment, and a boar is about to kill this kind of... <laughs> CGI boar. This is CGI boar. I'm like, you guys are <laughs> Emmy winners, and this is what you give me. Um, so we get the cut and paste boar, and um, Freyas kills it because it's like charging them. I was like, oh, this poor boar. Like, the board didn't do anything to you guys. You could have left the board alone. At least it's a terrible CGI, so it's like, okay, I don't really feel that bad about killing yeah. <laughs> But needless to say, like, Freydays finds Herefna. She's fine. She's just got, like, a little cut or whatever. And she got the finger bone. Um, okay. So we cut back to our Constantinople crew, and they're setting up camp. And this is, like, what you were saying, Pat. I'm like, they're sitting around... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We're not there yet. So they're setting up camp and we meet Gester. I guess that's his name. The slaver creep asshole guy. So there's like um, three women come out. I'm assuming they're like related or sisters or something. And they come out of, they were in this like, what would you call it? Like a cabinet or like a storage space on the boat? Yeah, it's like. Below the floor. It's like this tiny, just right. tiny below the floor level. We haven't seen them yet. Like, they've been, like, locked away. And um, one of them is dead, you guys. Like, one of them didn't make the journey. She's frozen. And ugh, this asshole is like, that's a pity. Two sisters would have fetched a lot of money. Ugh. So they, like, bury the body or they put it in, like, an ice hole or something. And... They're sitting around, That we cut to a little bit later, and they're all sitting around, like, the campfire. I was like, ugh, like, this looks so boring. <laughs> and the servant of the noble is like, we should say a prayer for your sister. And so they say a little, like, prayer. I think they're, like, Irish. The, like, slaves. Guesters. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they sound like Irish or Scottish or something. So they they just like say a prayer for the dead sister. Um. So cut back to Freydis, and she takes Herefna to her home, and everything's fine. Lol. <laughs> that was it. Okay. You know what I just realized? We haven't seen Alfufi in this episode. That's really annoying. Yeah, I noticed that. They're like, there's no Olaf, which is yeah. Can't have him every every episode, right? So, okay, we cut to London, and um, Alfwyn is walking through the castle. It's dark. She's like holding a candle, and she goes to her room, and she's walking around her room, and she she comes upon the assassin's decapitated head displayed for her on the table, and she screams bloody murder. I think. I I love this day because it's like, you know, she she reacts when she sees him in the, the town and, like, freaks out. But I was like, oh, this is kind of a normal reaction to seeing a body in a, a marketplace, right? And now she's, like, just being, like, traumatized. Like, she walks into her room and there's a, a head. I know. I'm like, this is pretty – I mean, from was in her brother, I'm like, this is all – the whole thing is, like, horrible. I'm I know. Sorry, like, that. seeing a decapitated, decaying head, I think that's pretty, like, I'd be normal. Like, that's a normal reaction. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, because Emma steps out of the shadows and she's like, I got you, bitch. She's like, <laughs> gotcha. gotcha, bitch. But she's like, 
you know this man. Tell me the truth. And she's like, that man tried to kill me. Like, how do you know him? And Elfwyn is, like, losing her shit, you guys. She's, like, crying, screaming, and, um... She's like, okay, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but you can't tell Godwin. Like, I love Godwin. If he finds out, he'll, like, he'll not marry me. We're engaged. And you guys, Emma didn't know this, and Emma is pissed. Like, Emma doesn't like not knowing exactly what's going on in her, I almost said her hospital, her castle. She's like, I've never even really seen you guys together. Like, how could this have, like gone under my nose you little rat but Emma's like okay well is there some connection between this man and Godwin and Alfween is like no it's with me he's my brother I wrote he's her brother and she's like <laughs> and Emma's like what the fuck and she's like Alfween's like, I haven't seen him in years, I swear to God, like, um, I haven't talked to him, and Emma's like, you're a lying snake, like, he was in the chapel with us when he tried to kill me, you dumb bitch, and Alfween is like, my head was bowed, like, we were praying, <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like I was really bored. I was just totally not paying attention. <laughs> right, like, bitch, I was bored out of my mind, basically sleeping, fake praying. And she's like, again, she's like, please don't tell Godwin. He'll leave me, like, blah, blah, blah. So we, we cut away. So we cut back to Freitas, and she's walking through, the, walking through the woods, and it's dark, and she comes upon, like, ruins, like, pagan ruins. And they're obviously, like, not of use, and she's super excited because, like, this is a new place where, like, everyone can go pray, right? Like, everyone can, like, go to the gods. It's not, like, in a temple or anything. It's just out in the woods. And she goes, like, God, like, thank you for guiding me here. Fade to black. Wow. Shook. I'm shook the house. This is like such a good episode. I love like the end because I like don't know what's happening. And I'm like actually lost because <laughs> I'm like it seems pretty obvious that Godwin like set up the whole like assassination. But I was like, why did it have to be your brother? Because they just approached some random guy in a bar. Like, what is Godwin? I don't know. If, it might not have been him too. Also, sometimes exactly. the show is like not so obvious. What's with the runes? I know. Who knows? How I could know. we know? And even if you think you know, you don't know. You know. Because you're going to be exactly. like, wait, but what about this? What about that? Oh. Like, I don't want to ruin it, so I'm, like, not saying anything. But I, even I'm still like, what? <laughs> still That's trying to funny. figure it out. That's writing, you guys. Oof. God. Yes. Give them the Emmy already. <laughs> best actor, best actress, best makeup, best visuals for that board. Best sexy man. Oh! <laughs> Speaking of which... I have a I have a Harold fun fact. I don't have a Viking fun fact. I have a, a couple other fun facts though. Okay. So fun fact: it took thirty minutes for Harold in makeup for Harold to get his beard put on. I didn't even know. It looks totally real. I didn't I know, know it was fake. It does. I guess thirty minutes isn't that bad, but that's. Can you, it probably itches. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I feel like yeah no. Get it off, get it off. That's pretty terrible. And then I wrote, Cattegat, like where they filmed it, it was in Ireland. 
<gasps> it's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. So, and then, <laughs> and then two more things. Um, so Harold, I guess, like was getting into character for like his role, right? Like for season two. So his dad got him like a book to read to like really get into character of like Harold. Um, and so his dad gave him a book and then it turns out his dad accidentally gave him an, an erotic novel. <laughs> and so he oh, said no. he got 10 pages in and did not finish the book. I was like, oh my God, just read it. And then last, last fun fact, Godwin is an environmentalist and he is currently dating Natalie Holmes who is the really pretty lady from Game of Thrones who was like, oh my God, which part did she play? I think she married Joffrey. Oh, yeah, okay. Really long hair. Yeah, they've, I guess they've been dating for a really long time and they have a daughter together. She's like, the, okay, yeah, she's really pretty. Yeah, she's- Good for him. I Lucky, know. Yeah. <laughs> and they have like a kid together. I was like, oh my God, like I think they've been together like a while. Nice. And he looks good out of makeup. Like, he looks good, like, in normal life. I'm like, okay, Godwin. Yeah, he kind of looks like kind of a weirdo in the show, so I was, like, a little surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The things you'll learn. I know. Okay. Let me see. I looked up one just now. So, Viking, modern Viking portrayal is more wrong than right. They had no horns in battles, no bare chest, helmets, almost always. An armor made out of metal. Uh, tattoos were kind of a rare thing. Sometimes it was mostly just war paint. But did you notice, like, we saw Leif had, like, a boat tattoo, like, across his entire back this episode? Yeah, I saw that. I think it might, I don't know if that was the first time we've seen it, but I was like, oof, what a terrible tattoo. I was going to say, it looked like <laughs> shit. <laughs> oof. Yeah, I was like, it's just like a long, long ship boat across both his shoulders. It's not great. Not great, you guys. Wait, I'm looking at more facts right now. Why are facts so interesting? I don't get the horned helmet thing. Like, they really didn't wear those then. Like, where did that come from? It's so funny. Whenever you look up Viking facts, it's like 20 pages of Google. It's like, no, no horns. Like, yeah, who came up with that? But they didn't have horns, you guys. Like, some loser in history made up, they made this up and just ruined everything. Like, I know, Vikings are a more interesting. <laughs> okay, they were hoarders. They liked to bury stuff in the ground for the afterlife. Um, hoarding wealth was socially acceptable. Wow. Damn. I would love to, I would love to have like go back in time and have a hoarders episode oh. on Vikings. Can you imagine? It's like wow, you're keeping a lot of bones from your ancestors. Like, yeah, sure you want to keep this or put it in the trash? Put it in the trash. Or they just like lose their minds. I love that. <laughs> okay, I know we know this already, but the spread of Christianity in Scandinavia played a role in halting the Viking raids. Writing was uncommon on wrong Vikings, duh, until the coming of Christianity. Um, Viking women, yeah, we know that. Huh? Duh. Duh. No one is sure where Vikings originated from. Duh, what? what? That's a stupid fact. We all know where they came from. Outer space. Xenu. <laughs> 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 Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm really seeing. There's got to be an ancient alien upset about Vikings. Like, could their ships have actually been spaceships? 
I, there has to be. Could yep. their ships have been <laughs> spaceships? Oh my god. You guys, from here, me and Patrick are going to shoot the shit a bit if you want to stick around with us. If not, thank you for joining us. We're just chilling. We're just chilling. So, Patrick, you go first or me? Me. Okay, go. Of course. <laughs> so, I'm no longer a Way of Water stan. I'm a John Wick fan. I saw that last night. Oh my god, it's so good. Really? Keanu Reeves, of course, our humble king. Wait. I haven't even seen any of the other John Wicks. I don't know if you, do you know what it's about. I saw the first one. Yeah. He I've looks like, so too... good. Oh. He does. Oh. Well, I saw the fourth one last night. And I'm like, I don't know why they can't make movies like this where it's just like 40 minutes of like pure fighting, like just amazing choreography, like they blew my mind. Like, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't see the first three and like, don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, you just need to. Turn my brain off and watch this, like, Humble King. Humble King. I didn't even know there was four of them. Isn't the whole thing, too, like, someone killed his dog, and that's, like, what set off, like... Pretty much, this yeah. This whole ch- franchise. It's like... What a you king. Know, you, all, you, all you need to know is, like, there's a world of assassins, and, like, you need to see a revenge, because somebody messed with his dog. That's pretty much it. It's, like, amazing. It's like you if someone messed with Travis. Exactly. Like, <laughs> world ending rampage. <laughs> <laughs> You're all gonna pay. Okay, so Way of Water, John Wick. Like, are they kind of <gasps> even or? Oof. No, I think Way of Water is still funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so good. Oh, but John Wick, it's it's tough. But Keanu Reeves gives it like a 10, 10 times bonus. Really. It's still, like, on the level of Wave Water, but... Really? Wait, I'm going to look up if Wave Water was even nominated for anything. Wave Water, Oscar. It was nominated for Best Picture. Really? Okay, and it didn't win? Oh, that's right. But they did, like, like, 10 movies now, so it's such, like, a loser, like, oh, we'll just include everybody. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. Wasn't, like, Cars nominated for Best Picture? Like, losers. Ah. Who cares about that? (laughs) Stop. Yeah, no, no, James Cameron for best director. Yeah, Elvis was nominated for best picture. Like, really? Like, does anyone care about Elvis? Oh my god, I want to see that, but like, I don't know if I can. It's like three hours long. I know exactly. I started it. Like I started, I literally turned it on for twenty seconds. Really? I said, nope. I like. I am not going to commit to like a three-hour movie. <gasps> You know what's so funny is, like, I've heard, like, the actor that plays Elvis is really good. But, like, um, in the hospital, we were watching The Aviator. Have you seen that? No. I I remember really liking that movie. And I we, like, it's been, oh, my God, 10 years since I've seen it. And they were playing it in the unit. And I was like, they, Leonardo DiCaprio is acting like a cartoon character. Like, it's like, oh, you want to say, like, oh, put 40 on the stock exchange. I was like, how is this nominated for anything? Like, and like the other lady, Kate Blanchett, is playing like Audrey Hepburn or something. And she, she's acting like a clown. And like, people were like, they transformed into these characters. And I'm like, okay, is that what's happening with Elvis? Like, I don't know. It's just so annoying for me if they're like not really acting. They're just like, oh, 
But I don't know. I yeah, haven't seen I it. I can picture him being like, oh, look, how does Elvis talk? He's like, oh, I know, people are like really pissed that he didn't win Best Picture or Best Actor. I know. And like, Brendan Fraser wannabe. I know. Well, I heard someone, someone's argument, like, he should have got it because, like, he's too pretty to probably win again. Or, like, you know, he won't have a role like that again. I was like, that's not Brendan Fraser's fault. Like, like, I don't, Oof. I don't understand your argument here. Did you see, uh, you know, Lance Reddick? Do you know who that is? No. He just died recently. He's like that. He was in The Wire. He's a... Oh. I kind of... I think I saw, like, an article and whatever. Yeah. No, he was good. Is he in Way of Water? No, no. He was in uh, John Wick. Oh. That's that's too bad. How'd he die? Uh, I don't know. Natural causes or something. Oh, that's too bad. What was it, 65 or something? Oh. And hopefully, sorry if everybody spoils this in the movie, but he dies in the movie. I was like, oh, like, and this, he died a week ago, and I was like, this is dark. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. He's great. Rest in paradise, King. Damn. Ugh. Um. What else is happening? Yeah. <laughs> John Wick, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you, your turn. Anybody Are pissing you about- off? <laughs> <laughs> Nope, nobody pisses me off. Just like, mind my own business. Mind my own business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me show you. This might be triggering for you, so I apologize. Oh my god, I, that this demonic. It's literally Satan you incarnated. Guys, uh, this He's is throwing ter- me a Furby. He's getting upset right now. <laughs> oh. Her, like, why are the eyes so open? It's insane. It's huge. It's the size of my head. You guys, I'm showing him a Furby from 1998. Oh, my God. It's, like, literally Hellspawn. Didn't people, like, protest about... Wasn't this, like, Pokemon back in the day where people were like, these are evil? I don't know. Did people said that about Pokemon? Yeah. Well, I mean, because they had, like, evolution. You know, like, the Pokemon evolved. So everyone was, like, <laughs> anti-science and... Christian nationalist or <laughs> That's so funny. And I don't remember Furby seeing this big. And it's... Yeah, so when we were kids, Jenny had a Furby. Like, it was like a Christmas present. Like, it's all she wanted. All I wanted, ever wanted. <laughs> and me and my brother destroyed it. We skinned it. Like, we ripped its, like, got its, like, robotic core out of it. And I, I can have no explanation to this day, but the Furby told me... I am going to kill you. <laughs> and we were like buried it in a hole like six feet underground. It was the most scary like <sighs> thing that has ever happened. And they, I, I swear it's real. Do you still remember <laughs> that happening? Yes. I wonder if it's, it might still be in the front yard like buried. Like we might be able to find it. I've tried looking for it. Because I'm like, where could it be unless it went straight back to hell? What's right out here? I know where it is, like right in front of the house, but it might be. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, I was talking to my coworker a couple months ago, and, like, Furbies came up, and she's like, something happened <laughs> with the Furby. Like, kind of a similar thing. And she's like, okay, put it away, took the batteries out, da 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 and it would still go off, like, routinely. And, like, I don't know what ended up happening with it, but, like, she was like, it was something demonic. Like, not a ghost, not a spirit, a demon. 
And then I'm like, what did I like invite into my house? No, I'm, there's something like otherworldly about Furby's. Oh my god! I'm I... like either either there was some guy like in a factory who recorded this voice line, or is this really like a real legit like '90s? How legit. did you get one of those? That's awesome. I know. I think you have would... like an altar in your in your apartment, like a I know. I need some satanic altar. Ew! It has this gross like hedgehog hair. I'll have to send you a picture, but it's like I don't know. I wish I got a cuter one, but ew! I think it's like mm. dirty. I feel like the person who sold this like took it out and maybe put it back in the box i don't know it's probably not worth anything but um uh what was i gonna say okay so have you seen megan yet no okay so i think you should watch it i haven't seen it yet but from what i've heard there's like a really funny like furby scene but if you need something to watch and then maybe we could talk about it um i follow somebody on twitter and they have like their name is megan and they have a their Twitter icon is Megan from the movie, and it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> She's like, I, I love a doll. I love a doll movie. Oh, my God. Did I tell you? So in Japan, we did this thing where it was like a horror. You pay like five bucks, and then like you put headphones on, and it's a dark room, and people come around and like tap you on the shoulder to scare you. And this doll, their eyes are lighting up. and It's speaking Japanese, and I have no idea what's going on, but it's terrifying. And at the very end, the seats fell out from underneath us and a blast of air went across our throat and it felt like our throat got slit. It was like one of the scariest moments of what? my life. <laughs> and this is like what people do in Japan for fun. Like you go into a booth and you pay five bucks and like this doll will just scream at you and it's, their eyes will glow red. Oh my God. Actually terrifying. I want to go. I want to go hella bad. Yeah, it was like... Those people did. Japanese look crazy. Like they love that horror. Like the whole drama. They love horror. Fucking icons. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Okay. Speaking of which, I hate to say this, but we need to start thinking about our next show. No. I know. Get some ideas, right? Do we want to spoil I... it, or do we want to text about it? Well, okay. I'll say one idea. I kind of forget the other ones. I'll have to write it down. One idea is a season of Riverdale. It doesn't yeah. have to be like the first, the set. Like I think we could just pick one. Way, the way Mike was describing the the modern season, we think we have to check that out. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time. You guys, we're big yeah. Riverdale stands. I haven't tuned in for like three years, <laughs> and I I think it's just gotten completely bonkers from what I. <laughs> But it's so funny. You know, like German people like love Riverdale. Really? Yeah. Like when I was living over there, like oh. everyone was like texting me about it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Riverdale. Somehow they they really like it. Something stick. We need to know. I need to know what, like, I've been wanting to catch up on that. Yeah. I've been wanting to too. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll think about it. We'll think yeah. about other shows. Patrick. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Will you accept this Furby and join me for season two, episode four, Vikings Valhalla? Yeah. Yes, and hail Satan. Ah! You guys, we'll be right back. Will you?